Hello and welcome. My name's Pete Rushmer and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners and professionals just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We're all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. If you love today's podcast, please do share it, subscribe and let all your friends know how great the podcast is. Thank you. I'm buzzing to be joined today by Susie from Alchemy VA. Alchemy Virtual Assistance was founded by Susie from her home office in Northampton in 2016 and she provides remote administration, practical marketing and flexible PA support to all types of businesses. Susie's background is an executive assistant to a chief HR officer from a global recruitment company. Alchemy VA launched their franchise model in December last year which enables aspiring VAs to replicate and build their own VA businesses. Susie has won multiple awards, including being a finalist at UKVA Awards in 2018 and 2019, and this year she's been nominated as a VA Star Award. She's recently released a book called The Alchemy of Virtual Assistants, Creating a Successful Virtual Assistant Business Around Your Family, which was launched at the end of last month. Now, listen to her today talk about her six success areas for business. Hello Susie, nice to have you on the podcast. How are you today? Hi Pete, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very well, thank you. Um, Amazing. Are you good? Yeah, yeah, really, really good actually. It's Friday afternoon, I'm in the office, but I think I'm going to crash out after this. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm looking forward to the weekend. What about you? You got much lined up? Not a lot this weekend. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> Just the way I like it. I think the weeks are so full on. At the moment, I like to have a little bit of breathing space at the weekend, go with the flow. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, hopefully some sunshine. Cool, cool. And you've had yeah. an early you've had an early start this morning, haven't you? Tell tell the listeners what you've been up to this morning. Certainly have early start. It's Friday, so it's a networking day for me. Um, so I remember at BNI Lighthouse in Northampton. I'm the president, so I get the the joy of running the meeting each week. So I um I love it. I absolutely love it. Friday, it just sets my day up. I love breakfast networking for sure. I think it's a different dynamic. It's a different commitment. And yeah, I'm glad it's a Friday though, because like you, as soon as, as we're wrapped up, I'll be knocking off a bit early because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you start do you start early most days or just just on a just on a Friday? Uh, I am an early riser. Um not through choice. Um I've got a little boy who likes to wake up at five, four nice. sometimes. Nice, yeah. yeah. So I am um, I am an early riser. And actually I do find I get the most done in the morning I think my brain's definitely best in the morning yeah. so um whilst it wasn't a choice it's definitely working for me but yeah nice. yeah that's that's kind of how I roll as well to be fair I like yeah. to uh I like to get up early and that's how the brain works although it takes me a little while I need a couple of strong coffees you know oh so, yeah I'm with you <laughs> <laughs> so today Susie's going to be sharing a half dozen things with us which are I'm quite excited to be talking about to be fair so we've got six Ooh. cool things integrity Family comes first, which is really topical considering what we were just talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeking out adventures, big and small, being courageous, fostering resilience and having fun as well. So, yeah, it's a good reminder for that last one because sometimes I can get a little bit serious. So uh, <laughs> we'll leave that one till the end and finish on a high note, right? So in- integrity, integrity is so important, right? Talk to me a bit more oh, about it's... why that's so important for you. Um, I think it's absolutely, it's my, well, it's my personal and business number one core value. I think it's, I'm going to be bold and say, in my opinion, it's probably the most important thing in the world. It's like my backbone. It's this, it runs, it's the lifeblood that runs through everything. And to me, I think integrity is the the classic doing the right thing, even when no one's looking. It's not, it's just a real honest compass, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's good um, steer, isn't it? Yeah. 
And I think I've always held a great deal of integrity in, in my life, but I think even more so it's grown. The importance and the significance of it has definitely grown the further along my business journey I've got. And I think um, my husband, Paul's my business partner now, and we often joke about it because I remember um, you know, him him saying to me very early on, I was like, oh, something doesn't, I'm quite instinctive. And, and we had this situation and he was like, oh, what do, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. And my integrity, like alarm, as I call it now, was starting to kind of go. And um, and I remember Paul and I talking about it and he was like, well, you can't make a business decision based on what you what you feel. And I'm like, oh, totally can. Totally did. Uh, was the right thing. And now, actually, you know, that is my integrity alarm is part of our decision making process as a business. If we're working something out, I'll, I'll draw back onto integrity, nice. instinct. And yeah. then it's his job to then go and validate those do you know what I mean because it's not something you can't just be like oh well I feel this so I'm gonna do it so it's definitely part of our process but I think it's just an imperative in business and life generally so and I I get that about you I think you know you you strike me as the kind of chap that has a lot of integrity as well so I I hope you're meeting me on this (laughs) 100% yeah so I love it yeah no integrity is absolutely what it's all about honesty integrity you know one of our core values is no bs that i shared with you earlier right so it's kind of like having that steely eye on reality and just being honest part of what we do with compliance is you know at some point sometimes you have to have a bad breath conversation with a client and we love them we love all our clients right but sometimes things might not be as they should be and you know we have to be able to have the integrity to to do that but that's why that's why we do what we do right and they want overall overall every business wants to do the right thing so sometimes you just need to steer them the right way so having integrity is like really really important it's about how how measured you take it in your approach but I quite like I just want to sort of like push a little bit on this like female intuition thing right so you'll get like a gut instinct and, and, and I kind of I kind of get I kind of get that not the female intuition obviously but I kind of get this like gut instinct when something's not quite right you know and you're like I don't really know what that is and it sort of creates a little bit of anxiety I suppose um, and you're a bit like don't know what that is so so you you kind of operate in that way do you Susie? Oh absolutely yeah I'm, I'm very very instinctive um I think I always have been but again it's interesting that you use the word anxiety as well because I'm also a very anxious person um which I don't um and I think learning to separate the two has been a challenge for me but I think it's very important because sometimes in my in my experience if it smells bad it is bad but working out what's what's the instinct and what's what's the anxiety and what's the and actually separating those two things and particularly when I started my business I think you know I hope I'm not alone with this. I think a lot of business owners go through the the fear, the practical stuff, the mindset stuff. There's so much to do. And I think in the early days of my business, I, I wasn't really wasn't really aligned. I was probably leading more to the fear and anxiety than the the instinct. The instinct was there, but I just wasn't kind of tuned into it. But I think it it's another business muscle. I see it as another business muscle. The more I listen in and tune into my instincts, the more courage, the more courage I have to act on them, the stronger it becomes. You know, it's like, yeah, that's how I think of it as like a business model muscle. But then it's not the I, I do get what sometimes when you're talking about like female intuition and it, you tend to get a bit on the oh, is this a bit out there, a bit woo woo. I love a bit woo woo, but it is powerful. <laughs> It is powerful, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, no, and yeah. I think there's a you know there's a there's a school of, and and I think it's um it, again there's, it's kind of different ways and different words for dressing yeah. up the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. So what one of the things I was going to talk to you a bit more about because it's really important that you have the integrity because are similar to to what we do with with different the different things we do around HR and health and safety and what have you. It's really important that we maintain that. But particularly for you as a VA, right? So in history gone by, people would have had PAs that literally know all the deep dark secrets, right? But now you're in a position where you've got all the deep dark secrets for like lots of people. So how do you how do you kind of manage that? Oh, great question. And actually great that you recognise that because, yeah, I think, um, I I mean, before I started my business, I was an executive assistant to a um, global chief HR officer in a recruitment company. So I think my approach has always been, I used to call it the PA code and now it's the VA code. Goes in, stays in. It's not worth, when I look back to corporate, it was not worth me 
gosh, the amount, of, the amount of info I had, but it was not worth my job or my integrity to share that. And I think when I reflect on our clients and the way we, we work, it, it, it's an alignment of integrity. It is, it's trust. You've got to build trust. And the most successful relationships we have with our clients are the ones that recognize that, commit to that, but also recognize the benefit of having that really solid, dependable right hand. You know, a virtual assistant can be a strategic business partner if you allow them to be. Um, it's not just about the admin. can be, but if you're, if you're smart about it and you look at that, when you look at a corporate PA or a corporate EA, where they sit in the company, what they support, managing up, confidentiality, all that stuff is there. It's in their blood almost. And it's just a different way of working. And obviously there's the GDPR, cybersecurity considerations to throw into the mix with a virtual assistant. And I think it's incredibly important for virtual assistants, but it's incredibly important because as you know, it's the whole supply chain. If you're working with a BA and they aren't ICO registered or they don't have insurance, you know, I think whilst... I tend to err on the woo-woo side and we're talking about integrity and trust and building and all that rapport stuff on a practical level. Make sure the house is in order. (laughs) Make sure you're doing your due diligence beyond what feels like a good fit, I guess, in terms of working with a VA. But yeah, it's hugely, hugely important and there's lots of challenges from both sides. But I think one of the, the lessons and the positives that's come out of this lockdown period is that actually people are... they've had to adapt to working remotely and it's a lot more accepted now and I think people are a lot more accepting of um, remote home-based businesses being actual real businesses you know I think there was always this stigma there was always this stigma so I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent a little bit here I can't even remember what your original question was (laughs) no it's 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 absolutely fine it's all good I asked you what size your feet were no fine Uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway so quite small feet actually Pete I have you right okay Wow. Do they smell though? No. No? Mine, no. My, mine, aren't, mine aren't great today. It's a bit warm in my office. Anyway, oh. I've literally just slid <laughs> them off under the desk here. Anyway, right. Right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invite people away from underneath my desk and talk a bit more about family comes first, always. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's really important. You, you wrote that in the email to me when we were lining this up, right? So you put family comes first, always. I think yeah. that's uh, a really important just to sort of pick at that a little bit so tell me a little bit about family comes first and what that means for you yeah well I suppose I mean my business was created my my little boy is my why he was the purpose of me wanting to start a business and he's my focus you know I think when you become a parent it does change a lot of things and I was really fortunate I had a great I mean I've only had one child. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be any more because, my God, he's a force of nature. But um, I had a great pregnancy and I had a really empowering birth, which is not something I share that often because people look at me like I'm a bit wacky. They're like, what? But hands down, it was the most empowering day of my life, bringing a human into this world. I mean, it was uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. And and I'm sorry, you trumped me there, by the way. I'm just going to let you carry on. But you trumped me. I've never been there, so I don't know. Oh, you are? Um, so yeah, anyway, long story short, I think it was the start of my business journey. Family's always been important to me. I've I've got a very close-knit family, but it was the start of my, my business journey. I studied, studied hypnobirthing when I was pregnant, which is based on NLP techniques um, and its birth preparation. And that kind of really switched my mindset and that uh, I do go off on tangents but I do usually come back around so bear with okay. so that was that was the start of me switching into the mindset and the power of the mindset and him at heart like I delivered a human being I had no pain relief or intervention I was like I can do anything I'm limitless I've mastered this and then I've applied all that logic to my business but so my little boy is my driving force and my purpose but also he was the defining moment that actually that experience gave me the clarity, the confidence, the drive to actually, I made a human, I can, I can make a business, right? So that was a real defining moment. And I have to absolutely, he's the reason that I started the business. I did everything for him. And family is another huge value. We're a family business. My husband works with me and we view our businesses as an extension of our family, our clients, our franchisees, our suppliers. We've kind of we're throwing our arms around people kind of people obviously not now because of covid but that's just who we are we're passionate 
people orientated people and family isn't always blood so um yeah and I and I think it's important when I think back to the start of the business I wanted freedom I wanted flexibility I wanted fulfillment um so I could have the best life possible for my little boy and demonstrate work ethic and all these things to him and that's kind of evolved and now I get to help other people with the the three f's as i call them in various different capacities but it always comes back down to family i mean that's, that's like what, what, the, what are the three f's what are the three f's then Cesar? freedom fulfillment and flexibility right okay freedom was, fulfillment and flexibility that's what i was seeking for my professional life when i started the business and then um yeah and and that's that's not unusual right i bet i mean what was your driving force what we what was your pull with the business Oh, that's a great, great question, to be fair. I was thinking about the three Fs and I'm such a child because I was thinking about something oh, else totally. Do, um, do elaborate on that, please. No, 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 I mustn't. But um, certainly, particularly the, the transport operators who know me will probably know what I'm thinking about. Uh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, uh, why, why did I start the business? I must focus. That's one F. Um, okay, so I'm focusing on why I started the business. So for me, it was freedom. Uh, that was massive so one of the things for me is it's um, I I always wanted to be able to go and do and have and be whatever I want to have at that time or do at that time Um, and I think I've always got frustrated when it's felt like a door's not open or you know I can't I'm not allowed in the room for the big boy conversation you know so I just want I just want to be able to open the door and go in. So uh, that that's the thing for me. It isn't really about all the materials of being successful and, and the financial side, which is another F, uh, by the way. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, it's, it is about, it's a, a lot of it's about freedom and freedom of choice and being able to provide that for the family as well. So yeah, hundred percent. So we've got four children, another F, uh, but yeah, four, four children. Yeah. Four children. Yeah. That's off to you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I didn't give birth to any of them, though. No, hats off to, to Mrs. Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Well done, Mrs. Rushmore, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, four children, and four they're kids. absolutely awesome. Wow. Yeah, 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 they're absolutely awesome. And, uh, yeah, I do everything for them, you know. So mm. I want I want them to be able to have the things that I didn't have and be able to have choices, and I want to be able to help them with, mm. uh, you know, get themselves set up. Because I think in in time, I think it seems generationally like things get harder each time. Yeah. It, oh, that's the vibe I get anyway. Yeah. I think, you know, it sounds a little bit selfish, but I think I had it harder than, than than my parents. And I think that they probably had it harder than their parents. People may shoot me down for that, but that's my perception. And uh, I think that our children are going to have it even harder as, you know, as the population increases, as house values increase and the value to the value ratio to income ratio reduces more and more and debt ratio increases um i think there's going to be yeah real challenges so it's really important for me that um they do that and then and then sort of my my big why and actually you're the first person to have asked it is and what i'm one of them is my, my daughter's disabled so um, I wanted to be able to know that she will be uh, looked after as well. And I didn't feel that I'd be able to provide that, you know, working in a, in a J-O-B, you know, just over broke. I, uh, oh, Pete, I, you're making me a bit emotional. <laughs> no, not at all. Don't be emotional. But yeah, so it's just one of them. I didn't want her, you know, I didn't want her to, um, to struggle or be reliant on anyone other than herself because I've done the work now to ensure that she can be self-sufficient and reliant right so uh yeah there we go incredible (laughs) oh thank you cool no worries you're more than welcome thanks for asking to be fair um okay cool so talk to me next one then so family massively important and one of the Uh things I love to do with the family is to travel and go and do cool stuff and to be fair setting up the yeah. business is a bit of an adventure right so your, your third one's around seeking yeah. out adventures big and small right so talk to me a bit about that and that, do you mean your business or do you mean family or do you mean a bit of both yeah both for sure I think when you I mean we're we're a home-based business and I think when you do run your own business it the the lines are blurred aren't they the, and so I think I and I don't have a stop button I'm always like work, 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 business, business, you know, I don't, I don't stop thinking about my business. So I think, you know, the two are very closely, very, very distinctly separated, but very closely linked and integrated. And for me, I think 
adventure is a bit of a an ethos um and and I, and I think it encompasses my outlook I guess I I always view things as an adventure you're you're as you so beautifully said starting a business is an adventure you know our adventures have been perhaps a little bit more small scale in recent weeks but they are still just as meaningful and significant you know and I think it's I wake up every day and I think okay how can I add some uh, maybe that's having a little four-year-old boy as well because everything is an adventure to him and children generally like they see so differently to us don't they and they they do see the magic and opportunity and um you know sometimes we'll, we'll go and make a den in the garden and we'll go on a treasure hunt and that's an adventure, right? It doesn't have to be a big grand two-week trip somewhere. I think there's always joy and adventures to be found in the everyday, even yeah. more so recently. And again, I think it's the mindset thing in terms of starting a business can be really terrifying and really hard, mm. or it can be an adventure. It's it's sure. a mindset definition of how you look at things. And I always like to look for, look for the adventure because there's always joy and discovery to be found. Got you. Right, so I'm going to come to you in a minute. I'm going to give you some thinking time, all right? But make sure you listen to my response first because it's important. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what your biggest okay. adventure has been. Non-work related, biggest adventure, Non-work. all right? Hang on. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to share share my little story, right? So it's all about me. It's my podcast, right? Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm joking because it's all about you, really. Um, no, no, no one on. turns up to listen to me. Anyway, but yeah, so... <laughs> Big adventure, flagship, massive adventure. Left corporate job, safety, security, big family, big overheads. Uh, Yeah, and uh, yeah, what an adventure that's been. You know, nearly going for broke October last year and what have you. But yeah, it's all good fun, right? It's like proper one of those stories that you read in uh, in books and stuff. But um, mine hasn't quite had the happy ending yet, so we'll see. But I'm sure it will happen long term, sooner or later, right? Anyway, but um, I think. So yeah, business, massive adventure, but from a family point of view, uh, I think it'll always, there's a couple of that will stand out for me, like family holidays, because I love them. It's a massive thing that's like such a big part of what we do. And the first time we took the kids abroad, uh, we drove to the south of France and I literally drove through the night. I've done... um, I've done 20 hours ish and this is a thing right because I hope I hope my listeners I hope my listeners aren't paying too much attention because one of the things I do is I measure working time directive and driver's hours for HGV drivers and they're never allowed to drive solid like that four and a half hours they've got to have a break um but I was in a car so you know uh, but anyway I um yeah I drove I drove through the night uh, very little breaks um but yeah we got to France it was amazing um first time the kids were away and we stayed in like one of these like safari tents on like a euro camp it wasn't anything too exciting by oh no that sounds pretty good yeah yeah by all means you know like um a lot of people will probably go oh yeah what have you but anyway uh yeah we loved it and the kids absolutely loved it you know the sounds of the crickets at night and being outside in the great outdoors in the south of france super hot um yeah it was amazing what an adventure that was so that was the first time they experienced like a proper long trip and to be fair they were on the way down they were sound they were really good there's none of this are we there yet because that would have been quite tedious over that length of journey on the way back probably not so much um i had i had, I had a nissan Qashqai, and we stopped and had snacks and my youngest she had mini cheddars and i don't think i ever got the smell of mini cheddars out of the seatbelt after she was sick uh, <laughs> oh, oh kids are gross yeah proper, proper oh, anyway uh yeah and then and then i suppose another great one was uh proper taking them on the plane as well but there's this weird thing right because i'd not flown i'd not flown for ages um because when the kids were little we we probably didn't yeah. have the have the money to to be able to take them away like that so um but yeah we took them uh, and the logistics of yeah four yeah kids well on yeah exactly. like, come on be fair exactly. so yeah Tallulah. <laughs> When we went to Cyprus, um, yeah, probably sort of two years ago, something like Tallulah would have been like four or five, four Aww. even. And uh, yeah, so she's the youngest. Yeah. And um, she uh, going on the plane, like this anxiety of like, that, what an adventure just going through the airport with six kids is literally like, oh yeah, let me, let me just like carry them and take my belt off and let my trousers fall down whilst I go through the scanner, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> loads of fun that and oh. then, um, but yeah going on the plane like the anxiety of a plane taking on and off I felt it so much more with children 
because for some reason like when i'm strapped in and i've got nowhere to go it's okay if it crashes because that's just what yeah. how my life's going to be right but you just feel this massive amount more anxiety going on an adventure with the kids because you've got to keep them safe anyway there you go hopefully i've given you enough yeah. time to think of an amazing adventure no i was just listening to you so i haven't done anything oh, okay. loving your <laughs> stories but um firstly uh, have you written a book have i have you no will you be because just you, you say it about like your business journey being like, you know, just just uh, wanted to ask. Maybe uh, maybe one day, maybe one day, uh, maybe maybe if there's a story to tell at the end of it, right? You totally should. I I buy into that cliche of everybody having a book in them, but um, okay. uh, non work. It's interesting because we we were due to take Rex. He's four, and we were gonna we were gonna fly first abroad holiday together, but. We obviously couldn't because lockdown, etc. But uh, yeah, I just booking it and the whole, I was like, I was anxious about taking him. Um, but we were going with the family. But anyway, um, non-work related adventure. It's, oh, I'm, it's really tough because I think I definitely view becoming a mother an adventure. Uh, that's probably been the most significant and heartbreaking and soul destroying and empowering and uplifting whirlwind of of an adventure becoming a mother for sure Mm. and people tell me it gets it doesn't get easier yeah uh mine don't get any easier (laughs) they just challenge me and tell me and they just challenge me more and more and now they're getting cleverer than me and everything so yeah we'll see i know i'm sure i'm sure my boy's cleverer than me he's fascinated with space at the moment he's like mommy how do satellites work and he's getting really deep and i'm like i'm gonna have to do some googling tonight i think but anyway, yeah, um, nice. so <laughs> I'm thinking probably a couple of family adventures that come to mind. We did a road trip to France with Rex a couple of years ago and my husband's in-laws. And he Rex was small enough to not be, he'd not quite hit the, the toddler phase, you know. So I could still put him in the carrier and we just kind of, we did this, we kind of just did this really lovely long road trip, stopped at loads of, loads of different places and because the in-laws were there, we managed to get, it was the nice mix of family, quality time, beautiful places, um, you know, soaking up all of the goodness. And also there was on tap kind of babysitters as well. So it was like tick, 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 tick. Uh, I think that was That's definitely a lovely family adventure. Nice. And um, we actually, not glamorous at all, but very, very, very soul nourishing for me. We had a little trip down to God. Foster. We did a little glamping weekend recently. Um, it was literally as to the day that was it. The, it was the fourth of July that, that all the campsites and stuff opened, and I know that because it was my birthday. And we always go away for my birthday, so we were just took this last minute. Let's go glamping for the weekend. It was two nights, and nice. it was so nice. You know, you have those weekends where it feels like you've been away for two weeks because I think it was just a complete. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no phone signal. We're just off grid and lighting fires and toasting marshmallows and all that kind of stuff that was definitely something more recently that's really kind of lifted me up so amazing amazing so you're born on you're born on independence day then yeah big one big one that is big birthday nice so you're literally you're six months and a day less than me because i'm january the third so yeah that's six months and one day right um i'll take take that on you it's friday afternoon i'm not gonna work it out (laughs) yeah yeah it's like it's like my half birthday right uh anyway so or the day after anyway it's like boxing day for my half birthday that's random anyway right so yes (laughs) celebrate this is yeah i was gonna say this is like the most random podcast ever right uh so being courageous being courageous talk to me about being courageous uh well i think that kind of ties into the adventures i think they all tie quite nicely in some degree but i think you've got to be courageous haven't you i think in life and in business and i spent a lot an embarrassing amount of my life not being courageous and just taking the easy route or you know just sitting in the motions of the job that didn't really light me up or you know I am a bit of a rebel but I I refer myself I I like to think I'm a gent I'm gently rebellious you know and and I think courage is something that I am still feeling like I'm making up to myself because I think I spent so much of my life being quite passive and not actively creating 
life a life for myself just I wasn't showing up and and obviously we know the importance of that in business and and I think that's why that's a really important area of focus for me personally because personally on you know on, on that level I feel like I do need to make it up for myself but also you have to be courageous in business and and I view it as a very gentle thing you know I think I don't like this oh you've got to be really ruthless and you've got to be really I don't like that I think business to me is about being who you are being authentic building relationships again doing right and wanting to help and support others and 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 I think that courage run underlines a lot of that as well because it's not always easy to find the courage to have the integrity um you know I I had a really bittersweet client situation a good few years ago where this client just needed somebody in their office it wasn't working. Their business was growing so much, so quickly. They needed more than I could give them. So I kind of had the conversation. It's like, you need to get someone in. And they're like, oh, I know, but I don't want to deal with it. I've never hired before. What do I do? And I was like, we'll sort you out. So I did. I called in my my one of my friends who runs a recruitment business and we sorted him out. He had, you know, I helped him with the interviews. It was all good. It was really bittersweet because I'd lost a really good client, like money-wise, but also generally just really great guy that I enjoyed working with but having the courage to do the right thing express the integrity I wasn't doing the very best for him and if I'm not doing the very best I don't want I don't want to do it so again I think it's it's all intertwined for me it's having the courage to do that to, to do that so I think I think it's very interesting because you've selected another one of my business's values there so the flagship way passionate and courageous in our pursuit of excellence and and courageous for me and and it was interesting one of the terms you used a minute ago about it being a softer thing so you're absolutely right with courage a lot of people think that it's like uh, you know that you envision like the sword and the stone and you know like (laughs) facing massive adversity and and what have you but actually in reality particularly with the mental health training that we do and stuff like that courage is for some people is just leaving the house in the in the morning you know you know I've I've been there when I was sort of recovering from being really poorly sometimes it took me courage just to stand up because I was scared that I was going to fall fall off uh, off the hospital bed and um, I think that people need to realize that courage is something that's subjective at different times in your life sometimes you're going to feel really really strong and powerful um, and empowered to be able to face face whatever challenges you've got and sometimes you're going to be struggling and I think that we've got to be kind got to be kind to ourselves which is really really important but having having the courage to to recognize that we're not invincible um, of vulnerability because I think there's real courage one of the things I was talking about the other day with someone actually was that there's real courage in vulnerability to be able to go do you know what like um you know I'm not I'm not there yet or you know whatever challenges you're facing and just having the vulnerability Mm. to be able to face or the courage to face those vulnerabilities I think is Mm. is massively important and I think a lot of people will be at home feeling isolated and and have their challenges particularly in the situations we've faced currently um Mm -hmm. which have really been upsetting for people and um yeah courage courage isn't you know I, I just wanted to make that point because actually you're, no, you're one of the first people to have raised courage as as, as one, of the, really? one of the important things. Yeah, obviously oh. there's different terminology for different stuff, right? Yes. But um, I yes. love I love the term courage, and I think that it's sort of um, for me language is important in the language we use, and I listen to how people mm-hmm. use language, and um, I think courage is courage is misused because you're you're absolutely right. With sometimes it's being able to really stand up for something you believe in Mm. but sometimes it is just little little steps you're absolutely absolutely right and I think um self-awareness probably should have been on my list actually but you're right and 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 I've had days where do you know what just getting out of bed that was it that was courage you know I and 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 I think it is so subjective it's so varied and again it's just another one of those really deeply personal deeply personal things and and I really like the word courage I think you're right with language and a lot of this stuff is kind of like different terms and different Mm. labels for different things but I think courage to me it is a gentle strong word it's not I suppose an, an alternative would be brave right yeah um 
and again being subjective that's a word that I use to my son quite a lot um so I you know maybe I've intentionally or subconsciously separated the two but I don't know but yeah courage I think is is yeah yeah big time and and you know like calling bullshit on a lot of the other people out there who make content and do podcasts and the hustle and grind and getting up at four and five in the morning and doing this and pushing that and you know 10x uh, to be fair I, I, it sounds like i'm knocking grant cardone and there's no chance he's ever going to listen to my podcast right but actually, you never I'm not, know i'm not yeah and no, i but i'm not not i'm not that's not me knocking him or or any of that culture but i think a lot of people over with social media there's this expectation on people to uh, sort of fit this square mm. peg in this square hole that is um it's so you know it's, it's just BS, right? It's just BS. Just be courageous to be who you are, like that vulnerability and show that vulnerability. And, um, you know, that, that's that's quite courageous stuff. And I think it stops a lot of people from really putting themselves out there um, yeah. who are really, really good because a lot of a lot of the front is just crap, to be honest. I, it's, yeah, it's really hard, isn't it? Because I think comparison is something, gosh, as he... I mean, I don't want to get, well, I kind of do want to get deep here. So I'm going to roll with this. You'll cut me, you'll bring me back, won't you? I know you will. But, you know, as human yeah, beings, I'm not an expert on this at all. This is just my ramblings. But as human beings, we have a, a fundamental need to be accepted, don't we? When you think like when we were living in caves and stuff, if the tribe didn't like you, you'd, you'd get thrown out to the wolves or whatever. I don't know. But there is this, it is a, it's a human being. It's part of being a human being, isn't it? And I think now we're faced with social media and everybody's, perfectly polished glossy highlights of how amazing their business is and how amazing everything is nobody's posting the do you know what I actually couldn't bring myself to get out of bed today because I just feel that rubbish um that stuff's happening just people don't have the courage to talk about it or they don't know how it will be perceived or whatever um so I think it is that that kind of pushes pushes us back into our shelves a little bit more um, and I'm a big fan of Brené Brown. She's like my hero. Are you familiar with the yeah, goddess? So I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest. I know I know of her, but I, I've not I've not read any of her books or watched any of her YouTubes. To be honest, how bad's that, right? No, that is not bad. And please, okay. please, this is totally your podcast. It is all about you. But promise me, you will watch a call to courage. <laughs> Okay. Cool. I think it was on. It was on Netflix. I've watched it like a hundred times, and each time I'm like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm crying. Is it a documentary? I, is it? It's a talk, so it's only about okay. an hour, but it's her speaking, and it's it's about courage and vulnerability. And um, okay. but she's just a phenomenal woman. The way she present, the way she speaks, the way she uses stories, and and it's all because she's a she researches shame. And it's a really, like, when I first came across, that's a really weird thing. But actually, it's so, so interesting. And, and again, it's all about courage, showing up for yourself. And or, I, I think authenticity is a bit of a, I, I view that as a bit of a buzzword. But it's, 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 when, it's when it is authentic, it's authentic, you know. And, yeah, she's, I love her because she talks about these things quite a lot. And, nice. um, again, it's a life and business thing, isn't it? It's not just... Yeah, yeah oh, love love so, that woman. Okay, so you're you're the. To be fair, I've heard other people say they love her and what have mm. you before, and I've not I've not gone and looked and uh, or found her for whatever reason because that's oh. just the journey I've been on, right? But you've articulated the best out of anyone so far to well, uh, a reason to go and listen. So yeah, no, well, well done for that, right? I'm gonna check in with you next week and make sure you have as well. <laughs> oh, a bit of accountability, <laughs> bit of accountability from the VA as well. Check that Absolutely. out. Absolutely, right? yeah. Wow, if that isn't if if that isn't a promo for the business, nothing will be right. Okay, That's cool. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> right then, talk to me about fostering resilience. Resilience is super important, and it ties in quite nicely with what we're talking about too. So, yeah, I I I thank my brothers for my resilience. I think being the youngest girl. Uh, I think I've naturally fostered a, a resilience through most of my life. Character through, building. Yeah, carrot, that's how they describe it. Yeah, if you've Character got sisters. <laughs> yeah, I there have. we go. Um, but, but actually, I think from a young age, I was always, my brothers are a bit older than me, so I was always trying to keep up. I wanted to be involved, you know, I wanted to be climbing the trees, I wanted to be doing what my brothers were doing, and I think I naturally have, I am a very resilient person. However, it's another business muscle I view it as, and I think resilience is something that, that you need to keep working at. Um, I, I think in, in, in the importance of it, again, it kind of ties quite 
nicely in because it's it's the mindset again isn't it and I think resilience is is something that if you don't strengthen and you strengthen by keep growing keep pushing keep learning keep making mistakes keep getting up um which is kind of you know what, what we all go through I think in any capacity I don't know do you ever arrive in business do you ever arrive and you're like oh okay I'm done now no, pretty much. So, you one, don't, right here's 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 a book back here's so. a book back for you, Simon Sinek, oh. Oh. The, in, the Infinite Game. Uh, I have not read it. One. I have so not that, read it, but I love him. Tell that, me more. That's about that's about this idea that like we talk about winning and losing, particularly people like Trump, for example, talks about yeah, we're really great and we're we're winning and what have you. And and actually, in life, there isn't really winners and losers. There's no finite game. It's not a zero sum where one person wins another person needs to lose it's like you know it's like this ongoing thing there's no end the only end is the ultimate end which is the equalizer for all of us right so um yeah the infinite game is is essentially uh it sort of highlights that there we we use language which uh talks about winning and losing but ultimately it's just about setting a vision and it's about enjoying the journey and that's really clearly what sort of happiness is mm. but yeah resilience resilience is really really important i was having a great conversation the other day during one of the mental health trainings that i was running around resilience and that someone challenged that they believed that resilience was something that we had as in our nature and 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 or not and um, i made it clear to them that it's something it's a muscle that we develop mm. and it's something which is massively important that we work on and uh one of my and I, before we move on to having fun, resilience massive. I love it. Mm-hmm. But one one of my big things is this equation: E plus R equals O. Right. So E is an event. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like it's the VA in me again. I need to write this down. Write it down. So, no, no, okay. no. Write it down. It's all good. And <laughs> listeners, write this down. Right. So E plus R equals O. Or just go and go and Google it. It's out there. Right. I don't even know where it came from. But uh, yeah, E is an event. Right. So it's out right. of our control. We can't control what happens. Someone might die or some shit might happen because that's one of the rules of life. That I have three rules of life. I'll share those with you too. But one of them, one of them is shit happens. Um, and the sooner we get mm-hmm. over that, yeah. Um, right, so an event happens and then R plus R is our responsibility. It's not our responsibility, but how able we are to respond to that event and how well we've worked at nurturing that in ourselves and the able how, how able we are to turn a negative into a positive and then that equals o which is the outcome so we can affect outcome we can't affect what happens to us but we can affect outcome by our resiliency oh, and our that. ability to respond there we go so uh, yeah that is brilliant <laughs> that is brilliant and you're absolutely bang on you're yeah. absolutely bang on because you're right you can't you can't and you know i'm a self confessed recovering control freak oh, I'm, not uh, even, I'm not even recovering <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just out there show me a business owner that isn't a control freak but you know I've realized that my control freak tendencies were hindering were hindering me and getting I was getting in my own way with that but yeah it's that response it's the how can I deal with this or how can I choose to not deal with it sometimes because yeah. you know I'm a big advocate of picking battles <laughs> sometimes yeah absolutely pick, i was having that conversation the other day yeah big time big time sometimes you've just got but, to, you've got to have the courage to not delve into something sometimes you know i think who that knows what's greater right. courage mm. yeah. yeah and and i think i'm um I'm, I'm coming back to your three your three i've written them down i want to know your three oh, things okay, right, but okay. um before we do can i just say oh no has it gone from my mind already I was just going to say, I'm, I don't want to get political here at all, but okay. the um, Jacinda, the New Zealand president lady, yeah. I've been, I'm, I'm in love with her as well. And just to be clear, I, I don't swing that way. I am a happily married woman to a husband. Um, but I think well, I've you're got say a lot two, of strong, two husbands, strong, <laughs> two husbands, you know, I, I think she's incredible. And I've seen so many um, like memes and things being shared on social about her talking about empathy and um, how she's faced criticism in her life and career for being seen as being weak because she's empathetic. And I'm just like, you, yes, you keep banging that drum. You keep banging that drum. Cause I think I, I in a small way relate to that. Cause I think I've always, People, I've always been viewed as perhaps a bit soft or a bit fluffy or a bit weak because I do care and I am empathetic. And, and I think, again, it's it's a, all these things we've been talking about. You don't have to be this ruthless business tycoon to be successful, do you? I yeah, suppose it depends definitely. on what success is 
and yeah. you know that's another very deeply personal no, subjective no, thing but tell me no, tell I, me your three, control, three, three, con- three rules yeah control and power and all that you know it's um we've i believe we've outgrown that as a race yeah so uh, yeah. a lot of it is I'm, about yeah. now about contribution it's about contribution it's about vision it's about creating a better future for everyone um okay so my three things right uh okay so one goalpost move goalpost move they do move goalpost move, move right yeah so the sooner we get over that the happier we'll be because goalpost move the next one is there's no guarantees nothing's ever guaranteed so don't ever be disappointed when it changes and the third one is life's unfair oh yeah. i I mean, you're a wise man, but I feel like we need to talk about that life's unfair thing a little bit. I need to know more about that because you're absolutely right. There are no guarantees. And I think that's perhaps I'm I'm relating to that as I would use that as a that that to me is an expression of gratitude type thing, isn't it? It's there are no guarantees, but I'm incredibly grateful for what I have. And there is always. But life's not fair. Yeah. Gratitude. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So life is unfair. So basically you're going to get dealt a bum hand occasionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like it's back to the event thing. Like life's unfair, yeah. shit happens. It's a bit like so. It's not really saying, you know, because you've got to be grateful that we're equipped and we have the ability to learn new things and learn new tools and ways of succeeding. Mm-hmm. So we're grateful and have gratitude in that way. However, the, it's it's kind of back to the event thing, right? So like mm-hmm. things that happen, things will happen outside of our control, and it's yeah. a bummer. It's a bummer. But if people people get caught up on that like you know you just can end up ruining your life by getting caught up on shit that's happened um Mm. you know so life's unfair let's draw a line under it and let's make our own make our own luck um because i don't think there's there's sort of any other way so yeah they're they're, they're sort of my three key rules and i think by accepting them uh Mm. it's kind of it kind of it's your armory around being able to go out and and sort of do what you gotta do you know i love that (laughs) i really do i've written them down i might put them on a little poster or something Uh, no i do i (laughs) love that if you do send it to me i will do i will do i'm gonna totally do that i'm gonna put you on a little social media title and splatter it out over the alchemy channels I don't know. I've probably ripped um, someone off, though. To be fair, the amount oh, of books I've read, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just in your subconscious. But yeah. I think again, it it kind of all comes back to the things that we we know. And I love that you were saying about kind of you're right. I think, and and I say this, I I am not naive to the heartbreaking loss and grief and just the awfulness of this whole COVID situation that we've been in recently. But I think. I'm a glass overflowing kind of girl. I think I've probably come across that way, but I think you've always got a choice and it's fear or it's kind of compassion and hope and opportunity. And Mm. it's not always easy to see those options. And And I think, again, in terms of taking action, I like to try and remind myself that where am I acting from here? What, what is it? Is it this place of fear and lack and, you know, or is it more of this kind of trusting abundant, compassionate place of of the integrity family all these things and I think it's easy to lose sight but I I I wholeheartedly agree I think again another one of the the wonderful things to come out of the lockdown experience should we call it is that kind of rekindling back to connection and community and compassion and I hope I hope that that lives long beyond the virus you know I hope that we don't all just go back to living in our little boxes and not giving a crap about each other. And, you know, I, I hope that, that that kind of connection keeps fostering forward because that's what that's what makes us human, right? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, definitely. Amen to that. I feel like we've got a little deep. We have, so... I am very happy so about we're that. Back, we we're back round on to the final thing. So we're back round on to the final thing, which is about having fun, right? Yeah. And let's gear ourselves up ready for the weekend, which we're at now, right? So I know. I do feel like I could have a little glass of something right now. Okay, well. cool. Like so what what does fun mean for Susie? What does fun Obviously I only mean? share so much, right? Oh, okay, actual things. I mean, well, to be honest, Pete, I run a business. I've got a kid and a husband and a family and all the other stuff. Fun to me is actually getting like a 10 minute bubble bath, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have much time. I, I I love fun for me is having a full life and I do I choose to be I don't I don't think I don't like this busy is a badge of honor thing, but I choose to keep my life full because that makes with the things that bring me joy. 
and I think having fun is something that I always try to do every day and and again maybe that comes back to family for me I think I as challenging it as it is having uh, the family here at the moment and I just I, I spending time with my boy I think that's that's the great greatest amount of fun I think I could ever have because soon he's going to be a smelly teenager who hates me <laughs> so, exactly what's <laughs> although he's a total mummy's boy so I'm really hoping but he'll always but anyway I just think still gonna happen and then he's gonna bring home some horrible girl who you really don't like as his girlfriend then you're gonna hate her I'm gonna be the worst I'm gonna be the worst like I don't girl boy whoever it is he brings home I'll be like right sit down I need to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) um but I think it is family again they're all kind of I didn't realize how closely interlinked they were nice yeah yeah. well good no but but how about you is how it is so yeah so well Okay, so let's let's just have a little look at my weekend. Tomorrow I'm working, Saturday rubbish. Uh, but Sunday, Sunday, we're taking a train journey down. The kids have been to London before, but not properly. Um, and because it's a bit quiet, yeah, we're going to take the train down. We're going to get the tube to the big red bus. And then we're going to go on an open top bus tour around London as well as a river cruise. Nothing too exciting or extortionate oh, no, or anything like that. Cool. And then we're going to have a little bit of a tour of London whilst it's quiet and have a look at the sites and stuff like that. Get a little bit of history and then hopefully we'll gauge a bit more from the kids what's really interesting for them. And then it gives us an opportunity back. to take them back another time later on in the summer holidays, right? Oh, that sounds great. So yeah, buzzing, buzzing for that. Yeah, so that's, that's our little bit of fun, right? But um, yeah, one of the things I guess is like having fun in business, but uh, it can be tricky, right? It can be tricky. So you've got to try and find the fun. Mm-hmm. try and find the fun big time I think yeah and I think that's a boundaries thing as well isn't it I think uh, you know a, a lot of my business my clients and connections they you do become close you do become friends um but I think yeah you always need to be having you need to be enjoying what you're doing or what's the point right mm. so I think funds are a real big but then again I mean I, I believe life is all about balance and it's the balance between fun professional yeah you know it's it's a balance isn't it but yeah, yeah absolutely if you're not having fun then what's the point exactly there we go there there is Susie's quote for the podcast if you're not having fun what's the point that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna list this one uh right oh, okay so we've, we've come it. <laughs> in it right little sound bite so right we'll come to like the end I can't believe <laughs> how quickly that's gone so final thing give yourself a bit of a plug Susie what you do where people find you that sort of thing Go for it. A plug. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, thank you. And I think I hope it's a case of time flies where you're having fun because I've loved hanging out with you. Um oh, cool. so yeah, um probably probably the best way to get in touch with um me. So my business is Alchemy VA. Our website is alchemyva.co.uk and look me up on LinkedIn. Definitely love a bit of LinkedIn. Nice. I love a bit of LinkedIn. I love a bit of LinkedIn banter as well. Some people get a bit mm. too serious on there. They need to have a little oh, more it's fun. not Facebook. No, of it's course not it's not. No, exactly. Exactly. Right, you've been an absolute superstar. Thank you for joining me. And thank oh. you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. Obviously, like, subscribe, share with people who you think might be interested. And uh, we'll catch you again next time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Susie. Bye-bye. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.